0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the A Few Dangerous Women podcast. It's our mission to bring women to the table who are having kingdom impact in our culture across different spheres of influence to talk about following Jesus into these spaces and also talk about women of the Bible and some of the lessons that we can learn from them. Welcome to part two on the A Few Dangerous Women podcast. Again, we have Lydia Allerbeck who's just poured so much wisdom from her experiences um, in the classroom with jujitsu and her heart and passion for empowering women um, and just following Jesus into those spaces. So in part two, we will be studying Deborah from the Bible. And I'm so excited to have Lydia speaking into this because the more I read on on her, the more I was like, oh my gosh, this is Lydia. This is amazing. (laughs) Lydia, welcome back for part two. Thank you, Maria. It's so good to be back. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So, we just want to talk about just the three main points that each of us got from just studying Deborah's life. And I think the first thing I can start with talking about her is we are first introduced to her in Judges 4. So, you will find the story of Deborah and in Judges 4 and 5, with five that's been this beautiful song that she penned down. And she was, I think, the fourth judge. Lydia, if I. If I mess up scripture. <laughs> okay, I
1: can't even tell you what number she was.
0: <laughs> and, and anyone who listens and hears the wrong scripture, just know we, we really do love Jesus. <laughs> we're, we're learning. <laughs> we're growing in our growing. knowledge of the Bible. So you. I think, for what I think, I think she was the fourth judge in Israel. And basically the role of judges in Israel are just people who are to they had the role of a presiding over matters and issues that needed I guess, like, some kind of final judgment made over them. Um, and she was... She came into leadership at a time when Israel was just in deep oppression. And we'll see later on, just even in Judges 5, when she pens out this beautiful song, it talks about, like, village life had ceased. So by the time she's coming into leadership, like, fields were unoccupied, commerce, activities, like, everything had come to a halt in, in the middle of this oppression. And... And the Bible does describe her as, you know, this a mother in Israel. But before I even talk any more about her, I wanted Lydia, if you can share like your first point on what you learned from her life. Okay. So the first one that stood out to me, um, even when you look at the
1: beginning of Judges chapter four, it says that once. Ehud, however you say his name, was dead. The children of Israel once more did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Mm. So if we look at the context of where what Deborah was living in and potentially even growing up in, um, the nation of Israel who Mm. was called to be set apart, according to Deuteronomy 14, 2, you've been set apart as a holy to the Lord your God, and he's Mm -hmm. chosen you from all the nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. They were called to be set apart, but the nation was living in a way that was evil in the sight of God. Yeah. But Deborah chose to know who she was, to know who she was called to be. Yeah. And she chose to be set apart.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. That is incredible. Like, yes, I I think for me also just with, with her being set apart and standing out, I think when he talks about that scripture, he talks about how like people would come to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was at the Palm and it became known like as, as the Palm of Deborah, where she'd be found in judging matters over mm-hmm. Israel is just like this woman who was devoted to serving her nation and serving in the position that she had been placed in. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's just so powerful. First of all, that a woman is placed in in that place, even in mm-hmm. that time of Israel, I think. For me, that stands out incredibly incredibly much. And so I think that's my first main point. Just this person who was in position, rightly positioned. And I guess I'll spill over into like my second point. It flows now into that. Um, just her recognition of, of her role when the scripture talks about her being mm-hmm. a prophetess and this being this person who was providing instruction and divine knowledge, but doing it from a place of being dependent on the spirit of God that from her position, she could say to Barak, um, this is what the Lord says. You need to go into this battle. You need to do this. Um, so this woman who is in position, but sensitive to the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is so huge. And,
1: and to think about that, like, um, she was so honored. So on a website, I was looking at her from a different perspective too. And, Mm -hmm. um, one of the, it's called like biblicalarchaeology.org, but they mm-hmm. were talking about her and it said that, um, going along with what you said about how she poured into others. Yeah. Says the Bible records no rebellion against her. Oh. It's crazy because so many times in leadership, when people would speak up for the Lord, there was so much persecution, so much uh, degradation of that person. But mm. what's wild about Deborah is the people
0: honored her. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And it says that leadership resides not in gender, but in character and gifting.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Because she was set apart, because she walked in the presence of God and in her identity of who she knew God had called her to and in her position as a prophetess, Mm -hmm. her character and her gifting were anointed. And when people come to the anointed one, what does the word say? The anointing destroys yokes. So it's destroying what's on these people's lives when they come to her and seeking wisdom, seeking justice. Yes. And she gave that to the people in honor. And I dare say she didn't compromise Mm -hmm. any matter to help people feel good. Yes. Yes. She spoke the truth, but I bet she did it in love because apparently she left an impact that was deeply re-
0: yes. uh, honored by the people. I absolutely agree. And ha, jokes on me. I'm looking at my notes here and I see like fifth judge. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what the number five represents in
1: Hebrew Ooh, though? Tell me. Please. Wait, isn't it, I was about to say that. Oh. <laughs>
0: She was so graced. Yeah. You know? Mm. And I love just, and I just love even what you're saying, like how Israel looked to her. And I think this goes now into my next point about Deborah's life is how, even after she's given this prophetic word to Barak, like, hey, this is what you need to do, um, you know, in rallying the troops and going after um, just in in this time of war, when Barak says like, okay, but will you come with me? And I'm not going Mm -hmm. if you're not going. And I think that's come his- on, <laughs> and it says something into the culture because she's a woman, first of all, mm-hmm. um, who women would have had no business being like on the battle lines. And this man is saying, "I'm not going if you're not going." So, she had built a reputation that she's trustworthy, mm-hmm. and that she's an asset. And yes. I think she became she became an asset just because of just that relationship um, and dependency on God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that is so good. I'm so glad you brought that up because this was something this is actually the first thing that stood out to me was mm-hmm. that verse. When Barak said, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if yes. you do not go with me, then I will not go. And what instantly rose up in my spirit was um, she inspired courage to people.
0: Yes,
1: because of who she carried, because of what she carried. And, and like, she's a warrior. This woman can fight. Yeah. i are not going to take someone to the battle lines. It's going to get slaughtered.
0: Yes. You know,
1: we've got to think about these things when we, when we look at scripture and, and go deeper and think about it, not just read over it. Like mm-hmm. this woman can fight. She's a warrior. She's respected, but it wasn't just her fight ability because this dude could fight too. Yes. Uh, It was the, the, the authority and the dominion that she took as a prophetess as one who speaks the word of the Lord. And she is confident and maybe, maybe I can't say that. I know this, but maybe it was her faith that he believed in because when she hears the word of the Lord, obviously she believes it. But Mm -hmm. even though she told him, the Lord said, he's going to give it to you. He said, but not unless you come. Yeah. So is it possible that she even had a great faith in the word of the Lord that He wanted to possess, that He admired, and He yeah. knew that well? If she goes, she has the faith for it, so it'll be done. I don't know, but maybe. Yeah.
0: Oh but she God. carried that. She carried that in the battle with her. Yeah. Oh man, and I think that's so incredible because, okay, here's the thing: these are my Disney confessions because I, mean, I keep <laughs> talking about Disney so much, people are going to think like. That's the truth. <laughs> Anyway, but well, when I thought about her and this, I thought about, you know, Brave? Yes, Merida. <laughs> yes, I really did think. I was like, oh, my gosh, she is Deborah because she didn't shrink <laughs> back. She didn't shrink back in this time of war. Um, she took a position. She didn't make excuses either because mm-hmm. she could have easily backed at and be like, hey, yo, like women are supposed to be doing this. Um, and I think the whole idea of breaking some of these like cultural barriers and, mm-hmm. but also from a place of honor, because I feel like there's some places where women, men, everyone are trying to break out of cultural barriers that need to be in place because those cultural barriers do line up with kingdom values, but then there's right. others that don't. Um, and she, when I think about her and I think about even Mary and Martha and how Mary should have been up and down, Right. Mm -hmm. with with martha because culturally the women were supposed to be doing all these preparations and so for me even when Mm -hmm. jesus says like you have chosen the better thing is sometimes the better thing looks like not conforming to cultural expectations because you're pursuing the voice of god and what he's called you into
1: that is so
0: good maria (laughs) that is so good So I think that's such something so incredible about it. And so when I was also just looking into her and how Devorah was described as an agitator and just even the description of an agitator is one who stirs up and excites public discussion with a view of producing a change. Ooh, that's and good. Right? I was like, oh my gosh, I need to write this down.
1: <laughs> and and mm-hmm. this is
0: like Deborah was an effective agitator who stirred up Israel's concern about its low spiritual condition. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's so applicable even now, like with the state, just in our cultural moment, in the state of perversion of on different matters, the need for these holy agitators who, who are sensitive to the voice of the Lord and who run. Like David, like in the time of um, Goliath, like run to the battle line. Yes. <laughs> instead of running from. Yes. So I think she represents that beautifully. Wow. That is so good.
1: Um, The final one that this is, this was so interesting to me. And it wasn't um, like explicitly stated, but on... Another one of the websites that was saying, like, her name, Deborah, yes. means honeybee. Mm-hmm. And honeybees, their most vital role is to pollinate. Yeah. Which means what? They take pollen from one mm-hmm. plant to another in order to fertilize. the plant the flowers yes and what happens is that fertilization produces more seeds Mm. and deborah's life she took the pollination of courage Mm -hmm. of truth yes love of justice of songwriting of expression to the lord she took all these facets and she sewed it to people's lives mm-hmm. she she reproduced what god put in her yeah and the only way she was able to do that was because she allowed the lord to set her apart yeah in the midst of a nation that chose to deny its own identity
0: mm-hmm. oh that's so good and Man. this morning oh do you want to say I, oh no I, go I, for it
1: <laughs> um so i don't want to get out of order here if you had another thing but I saw in my spirit a person this morning who's walking through that. Is it time to do that? Or do you want me to wait a second? Oh, go for it. Okay. So this morning, as I was reading about Deborah and started praying about it, I saw an image in my heart of a woman Mm. who knows she's set apart but has feared stepping into the fullness of her identity and letting that be expressed in the world around her. And to that woman, whoever you are, whatever your name is, I only see your face. Um, But you need to know that your life really matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your presence and who you carry and what God has put in you is far too too powerful and far too necessary and needed to stay hidden. And you will have people in life. Who look at you and say, why would you do that? You, Who are you to do this? And let me tell you, you are chosen by the most high God. You know Mm -hmm. what? He intricately wove into you Mm. the gifts you have. The, the people who are in your life, the experience you have, he's using all of those things yeah. through your life. He knows you intimately and mm-hmm. he put those things in you. So you have them to use, to be effective in, in the ministry he's called you to, no matter what realm you're in, yeah. no matter if you're in ministry through your vocation or through the fivefold, it doesn't matter. You have purpose and you are meant to pollinate, to take what he's yeah. put in you to fertilize the life inside of other people and the people who look at you and say, sit down, you have no reason to stand up. Those people are only doing that because they are, they feel the conviction
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or the shame of not stepping into what they know they've been called to. Yeah. But you know what? Your life can even inspire the naysayers. Amen. So you stick to it. You stick to it. You call on the anointing on your life and look at Deborah. She was unafraid and you can be unafraid no matter what your culture is, no matter what people are doing that are evil in the sight of the Lord, whether they're in the church or outside of the church, you can be set apart in every single facet and realm that you're placed
0: in. Amen. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much for that. And, and you know, just even with that same vein of, of um, you know, taking what God's put in you and, and, and that being multiplied. I love the fact that she's described as a mother in Israel. Mm-hmm. And just like even when when you think about a mother is like one who nurtures and cares. And I think and this is something I've wrestled with continuously, the idea that sometimes people think that um if you're you you need to be like soft and quiet, but you cannot also be strong and brave or oh or, <laughs> oh. that's, or, or oh strengthened no. by how loud you are. Because <laughs> I'm not loud. Mm. <laughs> So, do you want to speak into that before I go? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you you can go ahead, I can jump in after. <laughs> and so yeah, so this is, this idea like I think what inspired me is this this mother in Israel like you are, you can be associated as the the one who nurtures and cares um and does all these things for people, but it does it but you're also a woman of war.
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> you say it, Maria. <laughs> you say it. <laughs> you found my trigger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so and i think i think that that's beautiful and i think any time that even with what what you just prayed and what you saw any time that you know you feel like you need to be either you're silenced or you feel like oh no i i just i'm just meant to be like what's that scripture that talks about just like to live a quiet and humble life mm-hmm. means not to use your voice and that's not what it is either. Oh,
1: such a life
0: yeah, and I and I thus think there's beauty in understanding the role of both and the timing to be both. And yeah. on top of that, um, because nurturing care is such an important component, you don't need to be abrasive or aggressive to, to be bold and to be courageous and, and wow. valiant either. Because I feel like sometimes, especially the prophetic, like people use this whole like, oh, I'm hearing from the, from the voice of the Lord to hurt people. But you're called mm-hmm. to nurture and care for these people. Mm-hmm. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> now you can go. <laughs> no, you are so
1: right. You are right on point. And you know what's crazy? Before mm-hmm. I jump into that, um, in Proverbs 31,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when it talks about um, the the virtuous wife, yeah, in the Passion Translation, I love my Passion Bible because in the footnotes, they go deep into the um, the Hebrew and all of that and what that means. And yeah. I wish I had my binder with me right now, mm-hmm. but I think it was something I could totally be wrong about this, but mm-hmm. I think the word was chayil. Mm-hmm. and what's amazing about the word they use for a virtuous woman. One of the definitions from the Hebrew that that means is a woman of war. Wow. And it's the same word they use to talk about a man of valor. Yeah. Whoa. it's the same in a woman. And I was like, yes, Lord, I knew that was there. I knew you put it in me on purpose, you know? And let me just say this too. This is a side note. But like, when I think about being married someday, it's like, yes, I know my husband is going to be like in the, re- like, I know he's a warrior. I just, I sense it in my spirit, but <laughs> the visions that I see of our marriage is like, I'm going to be standing right there next to him. I'm not going to be like, you go out and fight for us. And we'll say, I'm going to be like, <laughs> We're fighting who we fighting like Listen. I am right there with you and we are going to defend we're going to protect together yes. you know I got your back mm-hmm. you know it, it's so much two it's more than two is better than one but a yes. three braided cord is not easily broken you put two who can fight with the holy spirit in the middle that won't be broken you know Come on. <laughs> anyways uh. but let's talk about that again when you said you with the idea of you can't be both, that is Mm -hmm. such a lie because look, whose image are we made in God's Mm -hmm. guess what? He is all of those things. He is a, he is a mighty in battle. He Mm -hmm. is, he is the greatest warrior. He, he created warriors, right? But he is also gentle. Yes. Yes. He is also humble. He is also, he will give himself, to, to, he gave himself all, everything for us yeah. to be brought into his family. He gave it all. Come on. He will also defend. He yeah. is our defender. He is named our defender. So why would we think that he would have us only be a portion of that? Yeah. When we're created to exhibit his different facets. Mm-hmm. And you nailed it when you said the timing. There I is guess. a time for everything. And if I'm being fierce in a moment where I'm called, to be quiet yeah <laughs> where if i'm trying to defend myself in an arena where the lord says this is mine mm-hmm. vengeance is mine yeah. says the lord then i'm out of line yeah but go if go it's on. a time someone's trying to come up and steal from me or take me i'm getting in my self-defense side yeah or like you know going back into even rescuing women who've been trafficked and um helping empower them like yeah here's the deal. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. We defend because he also calls us to defend those who cannot defend themselves. Yes. Right. So yeah. we've got to be understand and find and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us, where are the areas of my life where I need to put up my barriers and I need to fight? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we are being assaulted in ways that we don't realize in our mind and our peace, yes. Yes. the strong word, but, but really that's what the enemy does. He wants to take our peace. He wants to take our vitality. He wants to, to cause us, he wants to put the spirit of religion in our lives to where we feel like we are being submissive. When in actuality, we're being um, suppressed. Yeah, come on. right. We need to recognize those things and defend. Yes, our
0: barriers. Oh man, that's so so good. And just like even that whole point of of what war like, and we are living in wartime, and we have to like constantly have a sensitivity to the spirit to know what that wartime fight looks like. Um, But at all times it calls for prayer and it's going to look like different kinds of prayer. Um, It's going to call for fasting. It's going to call, but intercession on behalf of people. But there's someone, I don't know who was talking about this, just when you're even looking at the weapons that uh, a soldier carries, there's a moment that, and I think this is actually from, which is the, the talks about the armor of God. It's Ephesians, so yeah, Ephesians right? 6. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. Ephesians 6. And there's a time for the sword and there's a time for the dagger. Yes. Yeah. And that's the wisdom to know wh- what to fight with when. That is so good. Yeah. So, uh, and okay, I think that's it for, for that part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we could talk for hours. <laughs> good. Um, but then the last. May two main lessons I have actually from Now Judges 5, just with the song that Deborah penned down. And I think it's amazing that, you know, after when it talks about how then there was peace in the land, um, there was peace and rest for 40 years after this war had been won. And I know what's funny is, and I'll totally admit to this, every time I'd read the scripture before, when it talks about how um Deborah says to Barak that um well, you should have been going to war, but the the deliverance will come to the hands of a woman. Mm-hmm. I always thought the woman was Deborah. <laughs> I know, I did too. Right?
1: It's- <laughs> I'm still reading it for this session. Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, and I was just like, and I was like, yeah, and that's what makes Deborah powerful because the <laughs> deliverance came in her hands, but it really came from Jael. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but Jael and. I think what's beautiful that I absolutely loved about Deborah's heart is when she's penned down this song and she, she pays homage to, to gel. And she, she actually Mm -hmm. mentions her in it that, that she honors this other valiant woman who the deliverance came through and she didn't take the credit for herself. She could have, she could have been like, Hey, I'm not told Barack to actually go out there, do all this. Um, And I think it's beautiful. And that's what we're called to do as women, right? Like, um, not this idea. Because anytime we we hog credit or praise, um, that's just like an identity problem already. It's like a heart check for something right. else going on. Um, and so I love that about her. And she mentions her twice, like in the beginning of Now That Judges Five and towards the end. And I just thought that was very beautiful. And I think the last main thing even about the song that she penned down is that she she blessed the lord like the song Mm was a song of victory pointing back to god it was never about her bravery or her her sensitivity to the voice of god or her strength or any of it or the fact that this is a woman who's been called to the battle lines by this man no i think she just pointed back to god and i think it's just beautiful that is so good (laughs) yes she does (laughs) Any last thing you'd want to add about her? I think we hit it all that that I have written down, but (laughs) no. Powerful woman. So powerful. And I think it's just a reminder even for us, because for some reason it's been ringing in my head ever since I read it, this whole part of like village life had ceased until I, Deborah, arose as as a mother in Israel, like, Until she arose, and the fact that there's restoration that's tied to the awakening of those who walk in authority. Oh, that was good, Um, that's really good. Yeah, just the call to we first before we can awaken other people from slumber, we first must be awakened ourselves. And yeah, I think that's my last main takeaway from Deborah's life.
1: So, as these women are listening, yes, about Deborah, ladies, you just have to know. You are a mother in some arena.
0: Yeah, come on. Even
1: if it's not yet birthing your own children, you carry, your intimacy with God will mm-hmm. birth something in your heart and your spirit yeah. that he will bring to life. And it will not, I just want to prophetically re- prophetically release, it will not be aborted. Mm-hmm. It will not be a miscarriage, yeah. but your the, what God has put in your heart and in your spirit to do and to stand up for and to defend and to fight for that. He defends you to, And it will come to full term um, and it will not be premature, Yeah. but it, that dream while walking with the Lord, he will bring it to pass in the right time. And let me tell you when you have to wait, it is not a punishment. Come it on. is a time of cultivation and growth. Yes, in secret, and let me tell you: from the last year of
0: my life, it's worth it. Yeah, come on, it's worth it. Amen. Be cultivated. Amen. Oh, Lydia, even just to close us off in the same vein, would you like to pray for us? Just yes, <laughs> go for it, Lord. We just honor you for who you are, for what you've
1: placed in us, for the the honor that we are made in your image. And your love for us is so tremendous that it pierces every lie. It pierces every fear that comes into our lives. Your truth and your love is what sets us free and empowers us to walk in um, boldness and confidence and courage um, to step into the realms that you've called each of us to. And I just release over these women um, your spirit. That any who don't know you for who you truly are, that we just bind that spirit of religion that has tried to jade um, the view of, of your presence, of who you are in their, in our lives. God, we, we bind the spirits of deception and the lies and the things that have held women back from stepping into the fullness of their calling. We just say right now, enemy, your season has ended in their lives. Mm-hmm. And we declare in the name of Jesus that there is a redemption and a restoration and a recompense for what was stolen that is being multiplied back to every single woman and Satan, you have no more place. So Mm -hmm. you will leave. You leave right now in the name of Jesus. And I command the blessing of the spirit of God on these women, that the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit would be released and would saturate and permeate every area of their hearts, that the light of the Holy Spirit would illuminate every dark corner, every secret that they're trying to hide, that's blocking the intimacy with you, that it would be removed and replaced with such a tender love that is so healing and restorative from the inside out and from that restoration process that your countenance is changing Mm. your um, expression of who he is in you is changing it's shifting it's becoming elated you're becoming illuminated in the heaviness you've been carrying young woman it is off your shoulders right now in the name of Jesus and you will you have traded that he has traded your burden for a yoke that is light and that is easy to bear and that is full of love and partnership and communication and value. And you are surrounded. I call forth your community of women who empower you, who love you, who speak the truth and love in your life and who will help you that you will come together. You will help them and they will help you. And as a unit together, you will step forth in boldness. Yes. You are not alone. Yes. Don't believe that lie. Mm-hmm. I bind that lie in the name of Jesus. And I loose the truth. you are surrounded Mm -hmm. amen. you are surrounded and I just pray for our sisters Lord I just release it and even the men that are listening to this podcast right now Lord we just thank you Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for your peace which surpasses all understanding yes God that will guard every heart and every mind Mm -hmm. saturate us yes God your paths are paths of peace, Lord. Mm-hmm. And you direct every step. So in every step we're taking, every every faith walk that is happening right now, God, you're worthy of it. Yes, God. We will not settle for counterfeits, but we will fulfill the end goal, even if it looks totally different than what we thought. Yes. We trust that you are leading us to fulfill the kingdom mission on our lives, but through the process, we trust that you are developing our character. Yes, God. And you are Cultivating, helping us to cultivate that intimacy with you so that we will be fully effective and, and bold in stepping into our identity, our authority, who we are, and walking out the mission from the place of authority
0: mm-hmm.
1: and security in you and you alone, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so, so much, Lydia, for joining me. Oh, thank you, Maria. This is so fun. <laughs>